Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. We're back, bitches. (laughs) How's that for an intro? I love that. Welcome back to the Pretty Okay Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Welker. And I am Taylor Holman. And it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Like a, <laughs> however many minutes are in a year, five, 500,000, no, 525,600 minutes, right? Clock that. We made it 35 seconds into the episode before Taylor sang. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a record. Um, But that is a very good way to remember it. Honestly, that's the only way. Thank you, Rent. (laughs) Thank you, Rent. I mean, I was like, there's no, unless I'm picking up my phone and doing calculations, I don't know that number. So. I like that you say picking up your phone and not picking up a calculator. (laughs) Oh, well, I only, you know, that's why uh, you're smarter than me because you has a calculator. Well, you know, what What did our teachers always say? You're you're not going to always have a calculator in your pocket. And it's like, no, we do. Just kidding. Oh, my God. That is 100% what our teachers used to say. Yeah. And you're like, it's like, no, I do have one in my pocket, but I keep my actual calculator on my desk. So I have both. <laughs> so, like, you're doubly wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, back to the days. Everyone's like, oh, yep, this is typical tailored, Sam. But this is what you come go. here for, right? This is the the rants, the um, what's the word? Rants, soapboxes, whatever, whatever comes to mind. It's very stream of consciousness, which is why it's entertaining. Yes, so. and you know, rant wise, do we have a doozy today? Oh, we have a doozy today, you guys. This one, Samantha started ranting about on. The good old gram, as where any quality rant starts, right? Right. <laughs> and I promptly swooped right in and said, we should make this an episode. So yeah. here we are. Here we are. I think, here too, when I started it, I was like, I'm just going to write a blog post or I'm just going to, I should just do a podcast episode or something about this. <laughs> like, I have so much to say. Um, yes. So what are we I, ranting about today? Oh, great. We haven't even told them. Did we tell them? No. We no, we tell haven't them. told them. <laughs> we just, I was, Sam was just ranting. That's all they know. <laughs> okay. Well, it's going to become as no surprise to anybody that I was ranting about influencers. So here we are today. This, so you can think of this as a follow-up to our Trust Me, I'm an Influencer episode. Yeah. Yeah. But this one is, I think, going to be a little bit more cutthroat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So buckle up, bitches. <laughs> buckle up, bitches. I, yes, I have many, many thoughts, obviously, which we will get into. Um, but yeah, the, I think this rant mostly stemmed from frustration. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one. Like, 
as soon as I posted those stories, like every friend I have that has a brand was just like, oh my God, me too, me too. So if you're listening to this because you're like, oh God, Sam's ranting about influencers. No, it's not just me. So I'm, I'm trying to speak collectively for business owners everywhere. Business owners, marketing managers, whatever your seat is where you're working with influencers, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah. You know, and I have had this interesting experience. You guys, since we last recorded an episode, I have birthed another business. <laughs> and so, right? So NG is out into the wild. And I experienced this in a similar but different way because people make this assumption that if you have a tech startup, that you have $50 million in funding <laughs> sitting in your bank. And hey, that is not what NG is doing. We are totally self-funded. We do not have extra cash to throw around. But I'm still getting these requests from not even necessarily influencers, just like people assuming that I have money to burn and asking for dumb shit and like just coming in hot with the requests. So yeah, I'm I am very much excited about today's chat because you know it's the takeaway there will be some actual takeaways as there always are but yes it's yes, like yes. how to ask properly and not be an asshole influencer and then also like from the business side what do you need to do to maybe like re- repel some of these folks from reaching out yeah. too often yeah you know I think um even in the days before before Taylor came on the podcast uh, Julie and I did an episode, like I think one of our very first ones that was like how to not be gross when pitching yourself to brands. And if you're an influencer and you're wanting to get into the game, go listen to that one first, then come back. Uh, actually, go listen to that one. Then go listen to the Trust, Trust me, me, I'm an Influencer. And then come back because we're this is like a, a tiered, tiered subject here. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> so, I mean, let's start with kind of just talking in general about like who's an influencer from a brand perspective what is an influencer are we all influencers we're all fucking influencers like are we still allowed to cuss yes absolutely um so influencers people think are somebody with a crap ton of followers who posts something and it goes viral that could not be farther from the truth these days. Like, that oh, honestly would be awesome if it was. That was how it was for a hot minute when Instagram was, you know, kind of rolling along and the very first influencers uh, were coming out. But I mean, there's a lot of different buckets for influencers these days. And I think that, you know, content creators is kind of the main one that brands are looking to work with. And we're going to get into all of that later. But like, there's really two main purposes of why a brand works with an influencer. And I'm going to use the term influencer as like an overarching thing here, right? But two reasons they're working with influencers are either to A, generate sales, right? Hoping that they their reach gets people interested in your product or B, create content. Because when you have these different buckets, you've got your content creators who they might not necessarily convert all that much, but to create beautiful content for you to use. And they are incredibly valuable to your business, but in a different way, right? Yep. Than obviously generating sales. So, I mean, I 
right now work with, I think, I want to say we have about 150 influencers on our roster. That is too many to manage. Well, yes, it is. Um, (laughs) I inherited them. And (laughs) yeah, it's too many. I inherited them a big part, you know, and as I've been with Briar for the past year, which I don't even know if anybody knows that because have we no. done podcasts since I started with Briar? No, I don't think so. So, you know, we all heard my business birthing baby. What's yours? Yeah. I mean, I didn't birth anything. I just took someone else's, but I <laughs> put it like that. But so I'm at Briar Baby now instead of Sully Baby, heading up brand and marketing. Very lateral move for me. Pretty much the exact same role, just instead of baby wraps, baby hats. Hence the beanie. I have to stay on brand. Um <laughs> Actually, this is Christy Dawn, so don't tell anybody. <laughs> but I, yeah, I inherited about 150 influencers. And I'm going to try not to make this episode just me complaining about the influencers <laughs> that I work with on a regular basis. Uh, because I, you think 150 is a lot. But at Solly Baby, we did 150, it like reached out to 150 a month. Oof. So it was a crap ton. And I know brands that do even more than that. All depends on your product. We'll get there. But in terms of, you know, the ones that I currently have, I've been able to figure out which bucket to put them in. And so there's a small group that goes into the content creator, which it's like, their shit's on brand for us. We love it. We're going to use it. There's the ones that have a smaller account, but for some reason have a bitching like engagement rate. And like some of our top converting influencers have less than 3,000 followers, but their audience is super tuned in. You know, they're very, like, I would consider them an actual influencer because people are influenced by them to buy shit. And then we have the largest bucket, which is just people who want free shit and nothing happens. (laughs) Um, I would say Hmm. that's about 80% of those 150, which in general, is pretty common for most brands. Um, you know, and it's, it's as a business owner or a marketer, you know that it's just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. We don't know out the gate who's going to convert and who's not. It's trial and error. You know, you're taking a risk by gifting people product and whatnot, which is another thing. Gifting versus paying. Mm-hmm. A lot of influencers these days want to be paid. And it's understandable, right? They're creating content. But unless they're getting paid for creating content, getting paid to actually just be an influencer and like promote a product doesn't work for brands anymore. It just doesn't. So if you're listening to this, think about which of those buckets you fit in, you know? And if you haven't considered which of those buckets you fit in, it's time to do some soul searching because there's a good chance you're in that big old 80% bucket. Otherwise, which is the most annoying bucket. And those are the people that are currently reaching out to me. Yeah. Like I had someone who wanted us to upgrade their account, which there's no way to upgrade their account because when you create an NG account, you get access to everything, right? Like we don't throttle anything. But they literally just emailed me this morning asking that if we, if they would write us a review, if we would upgrade their account. And I was like, Putting on my soft kid gloves as I'm typing, but in my mind, I'm going, fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you want to write a review, write a review. If you don't, right. don't. But don't come at me asking 
for free shit just because you are going to type some words that I don't even know what you're going to type. Yeah. yeah. That's that's an interesting one. That's like the bare minimum. 100%. <laughs> so annoying. Thankfully, I don't know who this human is outside of having contact via this email. So it's highly unlikely that they're listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. You know, thinking about which of those buckets you might fit into, content creator, you know, someone with a dedicated community who's actually going to convert, other. <laughs> we'll just say other is the third bucket. And, you know, here's the thing is that influencers have the ability to track this. They know it because a lot of the times brands are using a platform like Grin or Shopify Collabs where they have a back end and they can see how they're converting, how many link clicks they're getting, how many times people are using their discount codes, things like that. So there's no need to be flying blind as, as an influencer. And if it is something you really want to do and you really want to be a content creator for brands, you should be keeping an eye on those metrics, like a thousand percent. Why wouldn't you? Because, you know, I would be willing to bet that all of these gals in the 80% bucket here have never looked at that and are still just continuing to ask for free product, knowing that they've gotten zero link clicks. <laughs> like, hello. Yeah. So I encourage you to uh, to check out, you know, those, those backends. And if you don't have those, like if you're working with brands that don't have that, which is, I think, kind of rare these days, ask email your influencer coordinator or whatever and just be like, hey, how's it going? Like, what can I do if it's someone you actually want to build a relationship with? Yeah. And if you are, if you are an influencer or content creator listening to this or like exploring the idea of adding this as a, you know, a revenue stream for your business. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You have to treat it as another revenue stream of your business. Therefore, you have to treat it like a business. And a real right. business is going to track these numbers. And from the business side of things, of who you might be trying to sell your content to or create these relationships with, that is the first fucking question I'm going to ask. Like, what's yeah. your average conversion rate on things, right? right. Like, because as the, as the company, I want to have an idea, even just a broad strokes idea of what I can expect from you and the and the money sure. or product that I'm investing in you. So yeah, if you are doing that soul searching and you are in that 80% bucket or you're looking at your business and the influence that you have, the influencers that you have and you're looking at that 80% bucket, like you personally need to make some pretty significant changes in terms of how you're approaching your pitches, right? Yeah. Or how you're just operating things in general. Yeah. And I mean, that actually kind of leads pretty nicely into talking about what a brand wants from an influencer, right? I kind of touched on it wants. a little bit. What a oh, brand needs. More singing. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed your, missed it. Looking at it from a big picture, which I don't think the majority of influencers do, you know, it's not free marketing for brands to work with influencers. I've seen people post stuff like that, like influencers that I've worked with, and then I start following. Um, I I should say, I have a handful of influencers that I follow on my personal account that I love, right? That I've worked with. And I'm like, you're a rad human. You do a great job. Great. I'm interested in what's going on with you. Let's be friends. 
I also follow like other ones and then it turns me off from working with them anymore when I see the stuff that they're posting because like I'll see them complaining about brands not wanting to pay them and things like that. And it's like, I don't think you realize that influencer marketing is not free. We are paying for the products that we're making. We're paying to ship them. We're paying, you know, we're paying for all like the platforms that we use to work with influencers. Grin's not cheap. That's like three grand a month. Oh my um, God. That's how much that big one is. Yeah. It's Ooh. stupid. Uh, it's, it's an investment. Oftentimes you have people like employees who are dedicated yeah. to influencer coordinating. That's a salary. That's a person like all, none of this is free to a brand. And then you're looking at the profit margins. Like, you know, I know at Glitter Guide, I was always amazed by the amount of beauty products I would get sent, like, without asking. They would just show up at my door. And it's because beauty products have a much lower cost margin, right, than mm-hmm. that we have for, say, making handmade baby bonnets. <laughs> it's a lot different, especially if you're producing your product overseas. That's also a big factor. So there's just all of these things to kind of look at when you're looking at the brand that you're requesting product from or requesting to work with. Like, are they local? Where are their products made? What, obviously you're not going to know the exact answers, but like take a guess based on their industry, what their profit margins might be. So, you know, if it's a bottle of baby bubble bath, great. Like they're doling that shit out like candy. But when you have stuff um, that's, more handmade or more has really a lot slimmer profit margins, they can't be doling product out to everybody who comes in requesting it. And I know like for us, we get a ton of repeat requests, like influencers who just want new product. Like if we come out with a new Mm -hmm. style, they're like, great. Or, hey, my baby grew out of this. Can I size up? And it's like, we're not just like outfitting your kid. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so I think, you know, that's just a big component. To me, that's the biggest one that influencers don't take into consideration is the actual business and financial side of it is that no, you're not technically getting paid when you're doing a gifted collaboration, but it's not free marketing for the brand. Like if anything, they're taking a bigger risk than you are. So Yeah, 100%. Get off your fucking high horse. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But also, yes. But also, I'm not kidding. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's one of the huge things that just people in general don't realize or appreciate is that everything costs something. Yeah. Even if your business does have like a dedicated affiliate coordinator or influencer coordinator, that's still time from that person's day that is the cost on top of the, you know, the actual financial investment. And I was talking to a new friend of mine just yesterday and one of her kind of broken record phrases to herself, maybe kind of a mantra is minutes matter. Like that's what she's really leaning into this year. And I was like, oh, that is so good. Right. And that ties into this whole thing where it's not free. Every minute that a company is trying to execute on any sort of request costs it money. So nothing is free. When did we agree that you could get new friends? Oh. Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. 
Sorry. Uh, okay. She's in Florida, if that makes you feel okay, better. Fine. Like, I will. No, it doesn't. Why are you hanging out with people in Florida? Well, Jesus. on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> she still lives in Florida. I don't trust her. I know that whole state. <laughs> Unfortunately, whole state. I know, like, a, more than a few people that are in Florida. I'm like, you need to leave. You need to leave. You're, you're better than this. Yeah. You're- <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. I so, like that, though. Minutes matter. Yeah, the minutes matter. Everything matters, right? Time is money. Time is money. money is power. Power is pizza. I was totally going to say that. I used that GIF in an email newsletter for NG not that long ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know where she's going with this. <laughs> I'm so proud. Yep. Oh. oh, so good. You guys, you guys. Let's talk about something helpful for all of the small business owners that tune into this. Are you saying the rest of that was not helpful? No, I think it is helpful. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is helpful because you always want to know, like, what shit is happening out there, right? Like, yeah. you know, half of this, half of surviving the lifestyle of owning a business is knowing what could potentially come at you that is just a total bullshit opportunity, right? Yeah. And so that is, even though we're wrapping this up as a rant, it's still very helpful for people to know, right? Like, don't just give sure. your shit away for free. Please don't do that. And that is so rampant in the wedding and creative industry, just like people giving yep. away things for free that have hard costs. So please don't do that. But on the other side of this equation, for anyone who wants to work with an influencer of any type, what are the, we should probably talk about the things that are positive that they should look for in a good yeah, collaborator. So we already uh, kind of roundabout talked about how that influencer should have some numerical data to give to you, provide to you. And if they resist, that is a clear f- sign to just like get the fuck out, right? Yeah. Um, but what are other things that businesses and brands should look for in a, an influencer if they're considering them? Asking for a friend. Yeah, sure. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of media kits sent my way, which are fine. Like, for me, I'm not really looking to see the whole huge breakdown of who your audience is and like which, you know, you can see when they send over a media kit, I guess you can see the other brands they've worked with. And that's helpful because Mm -hmm. then you can like be like, oh, cool. They've worked with so-and-so. Like I've had brand friends too, who will reach out like in the same industry and be like, hey, do you mind sharing some influencers you've worked with who uh, work really well for you? I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to share those with you because as long as they're not a competitor, you know, if it's like somebody else with another baby bonnet, you fuck off. Um, But I don't think people, most of the time people aren't that dumb. No, I would hope not. Please don't be that dumb guys. Don't be that dumb. Do you want to build your brand by being a guest on industry leading podcasts? If you own a business, my guess is you do. So picture this, you, a dynamic executive, effortlessly connecting with engaged audiences, turbocharging your top of funnel marketing, and creating a treasure trove of content with every episode. Podcasting is the game changer you've been waiting for, and PodcastAlly.com is your VIP ticket to podcast PR success. Say goodbye to the ordinary and hello to the extraordinary exposure. Head over to PodcastAlly.com now and let them know that Pretty OK sent you. Your brand deserves to shine, and they're ready to make it happen. 
I mean, isn't that kind of just the equivalent of like when people ask you to do consulting to be a marketing consultant? It's kind of the same thing. It um, is the same thing. But so like, you know, when I when there's people in the same industry but selling a different product, like I'm happy to share that with them. And vice versa, I think it's good to, you know, if someone has a track record, it's basically like asking for a reference in a job interview. Um and, you know, like we said, a lot of it is just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, but tracking it on your end is crucial, which if you don't have a platform like Grin or Shopify Collabs or anything like that, I mean, honestly, Shopify Collabs is free, so you should be on it even if you're not. Um, and because most brands are on Shopify these days, Shopify Collabs is easy to track. Recommend jumping on that bandwagon. Um, and, you know, I think... I've had people just send over screenshots of their last few posts that are like, look, my reel got X amount of views. Like that's always handy. A big one for me, this is just like a personal pet peeve maybe, is, you know, canned mm. blanket mm -hmm. uh, requests where they don't even say your brand name in it. They're just like, I love your brand. Would love to collaborate. It's like, okay, try a little harder. Yeah. And... So, like, those basic canned inquiries and then also if you don't fucking follow the brand on social. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. The other day I was combing through our influencers and I was like, these ones don't follow us on social and we give them free shit. Like, how does that make sense? Yeah. How can they be an actual organic representative of the brand if they're not engaged? Yeah. And... So, I mean, that's a big, I, for me, that's a big sign. If they're not already following you when they reach out, like, they're they're just on the hunt for free shit. Yeah. And, you know, from, from my side of things, because I'm very much, like, actively trying to find the right people that would be good influencers and affiliates for NG. Yeah. And the, the I guess you would call it a tactic. I don't know. It sounds really aggressive to call it a tactic, but these are the things that I'm doing. <laughs> strategy. Uh, strategy. These are the strategies that I'm doing. And so I'm trying to find folks, and oftentimes I'm finding them on Instagram, just seeing who's connected tangentially to my network. And the first thing that I do is I follow them, right? Sure. And then I engage with them, like genuinely engage with their content, liking stuff, commenting, you know, just kind of friendly banter. For yep. quite a long while, before I ever think about making an ask, because... How long do you think, would you say, ballpark? Two months. Okay. I mean, I really, because, you know, I mean, I, people could say this about me, too, where, like, maybe on the surface level, they think it's a good fit, and then they really follow me, like, oh, maybe it's not. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, because you you just really have to get to know someone if you're trying to build some sort of real long-term relationship. And so I want to see if there are any sort of like, I mean, let's just be real. I am looking for political red flags. <laughs> like, does this person live in Florida and think Ron DeSantis would be a great president? Why are you making friends in Florida then? This person is not voting. <laughs> she, well, Ron DeSantis isn't even on the ticket anymore. But this person is definitely not a Republican. So she clears sure. that gate. But, sure. you know, I think that that's, that's important to know as a brand. Like, who are you proverbially getting in bed with? Right. So you need to 
you need to scope that out before you are deciding to tap someone in and like really treat them well and compensate them for their time because you just, you know, you don't want to find out that, oh, this person has been out there touting your product, your service, your business, your brand, and then like something comes out of left field and you're just like, okay, now I have a nice PR kind of crisis that I need to handle. Yes. Yes. I, especially with big time influencers, mm-hmm. um, I I always do a deep dive on them. You know, it's always great to do a Google search um, before you're working with somebody. Like if you're just gifting somebody something like, okay, you can look as deep as you want. If you're like doing an actual paid partnership with somebody or a collaboration, you need to like you need to be your own FBI, (laughs) investigate the shit out of it because things will come out. And I remember one time with Solly, like we, I think it was like right before I left, but we gifted this gal something and she posted about it. And then like our audience got so upset because she's, I can't remember what her deal was. Her and her husband like were super Trumpy and super like they said some really like shady mm-hmm. shit, I guess. I genuinely don't remember the details because I was like, um, if you're not watching the camera or the video, I did not fart. That was me saying <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Just realized not everybody's going to be seeing my hand motions. Uh, yeah. So it's, you know, it, it's it's easy for people to get riled up. We know this. Mm-hmm. Like, we know people are easy to get fired up on the internet. Don't even get me started on the kite baby controversy. <laughs> oh, I don't know what this kite baby is. Did someone put a baby on a kite? Yes, we'll circle back to that. We absolutely <laughs> okay. put a baby on a kite. Um, <laughs> no, that's the name of the brand. <laughs> oh, my no. God. You guys, this is such proof that, like, Sam and I work in different industries. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, yeah, as a non-parent, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what kite baby is. Oh, I'm surprised. I mean, it's like... Like, all the news outlets have picked it up and stuff. That's why I thought maybe you'd heard of it. Like, yeah, anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, the even when you're just giving someone product, like, they're a representation of your brand, right? And because, let's be honest, like, people know when somebody's posting something that's gifted or Mm -hmm. paid. Instagram makes that very clear that you Mm -hmm. need to, you know, say, this is a paid partnership or... You could just tell. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can just tell the way somebody writes a caption. They're like, I love my... It's like, yeah, we know. it's They gave it to you for free. Which is fine. For me, like, I think that it's better to be safe than sorry. So if you feel like there might be red flags with someone, just hold off. Wait. Yeah. Do the Taylor thing. Wait a few months. <laughs> Scope it out. Scope it out. So, I mean, in addition to really getting to know the people that you're working with, I think one of the big mistakes that smaller brands make when they're starting to work with influencers is not having a contract, right? Every grandma gets a contract, right, Sam? Even your grandma gets a contract. Grandma gets a contract. Yes. It's a little different with gifted 
than it is with yes compensation. If you're expecting something specific in return for gifting product, you need to be very clear about that. You need to outline it in your campaign terms. However, you're onboarding your influencers, that needs to be written out. If you're gifting them and just like, you know, like, hey, I gave Mandy Moore a baby wrap. Really hope she posted about it. I wasn't going to be like, hey, Mandy Moore, can you sign this contract? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it depends on on this situation. But uh, yeah, if money is exchanging hands, grandma gets a contract. Yep. A lot of the times you get people who, even with like a campaign that they opt into, which is the kind of the main way to do it in the product industry, you get people still just doing the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, okay, listen, I'm going to rant about a few things for this topic, but one of my biggest ones, unboxing is not fucking content. Mm. Stop making unboxing videos. Nobody bought anything based off of somebody's unboxing video. It's boring. It's lame. It makes you look like you're showing off the fact that you got free shit and it does nothing for the brand that sent it to you. And rant. And see. <laughs> On our campaigns, I always put stuff like, you know, because you put deliverables, right? Yeah. So say you're launching a new product, you create the campaign that people can apply for from your influencer uh, pool. So putting in those deliverables in there, like I want two Instagram stories on these dates for the launch, one static and feed post on this date. And you can put, or I always at least put things like in parentheses, unboxing does not count. Yes. Yeah. Because you want this content to add value to your brand yeah. and your product, right? And what people want to see before making a decision to buy from you is how it works and how it helped someone else. So that's the yeah. kind of content that you want your, you know, your influencers, your brand ambassadors, whomever, your content creators to create, because that's actually yeah. going to help you not just look at this beautiful, you know, USPS brown box that I got. Right. And I pulled out this product. Yeah. Not a value I'll tag you. I'll tag you in my stories if you send me something. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah. And the thing too, like with stories. Stories only last for 24 hours, right? So I know a lot of people like to focus on their stories because they tend to get better traffic these days than in feed because the algorithm hates us. But stories are just, they're too quick. Mm -hmm. Like they're too fast to be anything more than a shot in the dark at converting. Yep. So if you're actually looking to like build a relationship with a brand, you need to offer more than just stories. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And for all of the brands out there, please track some metrics on each of your folks. <sighs> These people, like you said, Sam, like they're going to come back to you and ask for more. They're going to ask yeah. for more free shit. And so yeah. it is your responsibility as the business owner to know who deserves more free shit. Right. So, And can I tell you who does not deserve more free shit? I don't know. Tell me. So one of my big things... If you're going to come back to me and ask me for more stuff, <laughs> please don't be posting competing brands oh, yeah. on, on your social channels. Yeah. If you're deciding you want to work with a brand in certain industries, right, whether that be a certain apparel, certain like technology, whatever, 
we'll just continue to use baby hats, for example. <laughs> so say I send you a bonnet and then you come to me and ask me for another bonnet and I go to your socials and you've just posted your baby in another company's <laughs> product, it. tagging it like it just it's not even like, oh, she's working with our competitors. It's it makes it feel so incredibly not organic. Yep. Like it feels gross. It yep. it's like it's gross. Yep. Um so that's a big thing. Like you're if you really want to work with brands on an ongoing basis, you have to build a relationship and that means, you know, engaging with them on social media, following them on social media, engaging on social media. Those are my favorite influencers for the ones who I didn't you know, I'm not asking for shit. They're yeah. just doing it because they genuinely love the brand. Yep. And that kind of in tandem means not promoting other brands with competing products if you want to continue working with the original brand. It's really easy to want to try to get as much free stuff as you can. I get that. It's they're like it's exciting to have brands send you stuff for free. But from a business perspective, like you have to make smart choices. Yep. Yep. And that's the lesson from today's episode, folks. Make smart choices. Make smart choices and stop asking for free shit, right? Well, unless, I mean, you don't have to stop asking, but you have to be worthy of the free shit. And having X amount of followers does not make you worthy of said free shit. Like, that's the part people need to realize, <laughs> Or when they say like, well, I can create content for you. It's like, okay, well, take a look at the brand's content. If your content is not up to par or not the same vibe and they're not going to repost it, not a does good nothing hit. for them. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure with NG too, when, when you're looking to work with influencers for your brand, please use the product correctly. <laughs> like, yeah, don't post stuff using it incorrectly. That was always a huge thing at Solly. People would post these reels of them wearing their wraps and their baby's got like one leg out and they're going to fall. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. So Woof. Woof. that's Woof. another thing. Yeah. Pay attention to brand guidelines. Yes. Yes. And okay. I'll revise my lesson for the day <laughs> is that both from the, the influencer perspective and the brand perspective, you are looking for a true brand ambassador and loyalist who believes in the business, right? And so you need to be that as an influencer and not just be grabbing for stuff. And then yeah. as a business owner, you need to be trying to connect with and find those folks. So, you know, I have run different, I know affiliates is different than influencers to some degree, maybe to a major degree. But, you know, when I look at the affiliates that I've got, most of them fall into that 80% bucket where, you know, they will post their affiliate link on a resource page of their website. And then that's basically where it, it stops. And that it's like, that's not, this is not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to look for people who right. are genuinely stoked about what it is that you're bringing to the table. So so yes, so yes, people. So yes, influencers. We could rant about influencers till the end of time. Sure, 
That is. <laughs> but we don't have that much time to record. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. You've got two small children. Um, I have mm, a to-do list that won't quit. You also have a to-do list that won't quit. So if anyone wants to continue this rant, you know where to find us. <laughs> yeah. We're all over the internets. <laughs> we are all over the internets. Yeah. So, well, as we're wrapping up, you guys, we have kind of a kind of a big announcement to make. Samantha does need to step away from the podcast. And yes, so it's been. You've been on. You've been doing this for a long time. Five years. That's a long time. It's a long time. And I mean, I guess we can't technically count last year because we just kind of went for last year. Again, also not a party. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, we didn't record at all last year because I was just so overwhelmed with work and uh, the punk ass baby that, you know, it just didn't work out. And I, I think I'm just at a The punk good... ass baby didn't work out? No, he worked <laughs> the way out you said fine. That, the way you said that made it sound like the punk ass baby didn't work no, out. No, I kept the punk ass baby. I, I have to get rid of the podcast. <laughs> Something had to give. Yes. Um, But, you know, I mean, it's been a wonderful five years for me. Five, four, whatever you want to call it. We've talked about a lot of really fun stuff. And I think we've helped a lot of people. But fear not, because... The podcast is not going away. I'm just going away. <laughs> I mean, I am personally very sad that you're going away. I was reading back through some of our reviews, and I love and most of them are like about our relationship and our friendship, and just how I, there is a a very special chemistry to be totally cliche that we have. <laughs> and I love that we've gotten to share our weird fucking friendship and <laughs> with the world yeah. because it makes me so happy that people a find it's entertaining and mm-hmm. B feel like we're a place that they can come to learn. And so it really, you know, I am taking over the podcast with all of the responsibility. I'm like, let's do this. I, it's going to be different because I won't, I probably won't say fuck as much because I don't know if all of my guests will want me to say fuck as much. We'll, well see. Then those are the wrong guests, okay? We'll see. It'll be different, but I'm going to definitely keep the baton going with all the small business talk, all of the spicy topics. Like, I want this to continue to be a place where people are going to get brutally honest yeah. advice and conversations about yes. running a business. So. And who knows? No. Maybe every once in a while I'll drag Sam back into a conversation. Yeah, I'll, I'll pop in. I'll pop in every now and then. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the plan is to release new episodes on a monthly basis. I have uh, hired podcast editors because Sam was that person and I just got to show up and be the pretty face and talent. <laughs> in addition to Sam. all of the... All the outlines. Come on. (laughs) Sell yourself short. (laughs) But um, yes, I've had to hire someone because I was like, I don't know how to do this. So it's a lot of fucking work. Hence why I had to step back. Exactly. So, but the podcast is going to live on. It will still be the Pretty Okay podcast because that is the best podcast name ever. And I don't think that much will change other than the fact that it's going to be me and some other rotating human 
on a monthly basis. Yeah. But it'll Which, still be you know, to be fair, has been, it's not a new thing. Because you picked up an awful lot of slack in those uh, early Milo days. <laughs> you know, those punk-ass baby days, you know, that is, <sighs> that's what partners do, Sam. We pick mm. up the slack. So, well, that is, I guess, the the last episode of this iteration of the Pretty yes. Okay podcast. I bet you didn't know when I jokingly asked you if you wanted to be my new co-host that this is where you'd end up. I know. And I still... Taking the reins. I know. You guys, I we've talked about this before, but when I was a guest way back when... It was kind of like a joke, like, hey, do you want to be my new no, podcast partner? And I remember, and and I immediately, I remember texting Cassie and immediately I was like, oh my God, I think Sam wants me to be your podcast host, co-host. <laughs> like I took it very seriously. <laughs> so I'm glad it worked out. But it did work no, out. But yes, little did I know that what I think we, you and I have been doing it for two and a half years, three years, something like that. More than that, because Milo is... Two and a half. Oh, okay. So like three and a half years probably then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Little did I know that I would be taking the torch, but you know. Well, here you go. Take it. Taking it. I can't wait to be a listener and. Judge the shit out of all of my guests. (laughs) Yes. If they're from Florida. No one's from, no one on my (laughs) guest list is from Florida. (laughs) I promise you that. Okay. Well, we'll see. So, but yes, I know you're going to do great things with it and I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, this is us signing off from the Pretty Okay Podcast. Uh, Show notes will be up on prettyokpodcast.com. There will be intermittent social media shenanigans happening on Instagram still (laughs) at Pretty Okay Podcast. Uh, But thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We'll catch you next month. And Sam, I love you. You're the best. Thank you for birthing this podcast and giving it to me. Hey, this is probably the only thing I'll birth and give to you. So, (laughs) you know, love you too. (laughs) All right, everyone. See you later. Bye, guys. (laughs) 